Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Very good. I know you and I have been busy with uh, the Switch still, uh, not playing Fire Emblem, but playing the latest Zelda. Pretty much dominated our pre-show chat. Um, But uh, yeah, I wanted to mention before we started, uh, for folks that are in our Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord, the the Gamers in Discord, we've set up a game discussions forum, which includes a post for uh, Tears of the Kingdom, marked spoilers so you, had, so you need to be sure to mark your spoilers and basically consider like what if someone were to come in here and read the whole chat and was just you know a few beats into the game so just just as a general warning everyone's been really good and i think we're all kind of playing at the same pace as well so but if you want to join in the conversation definitely uh go to our discord but eddie uh we are here to talk about fire emblem and I know we had a bit of a bonus show last week, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna stick pretty close to Fire Emblem. We got a last minute uh, schedule shift that has allowed us to uh, chat about some fresh content, uh, Legendary Hero Hinoka. So we're gonna touch on that as well. But before we do, let's chat about the banners. Uh, we've got the Weekly Revival twenty three and fifty eight running. Bridal Blossoms Special Hero Revival on the uh, ending on the 31st, so uh, very soon. Golden Week Hero Fest, Choose Your Legends, Rounds 1 through 6, Continue Until the 1st, New Heroes slash Rearmed Lift Revival, uh, uh, June 2nd, Bridal Grey Special Hero Revival until the 3rd, Legendary and Hero Remix 1 and 2 until the 4th, Bridal Beloved Special Hero Revival until the 5th, New Heroes and Rearmed Crom until the 7th, Heroes with Moonbow until the 9th, Hall of Forms until the 13th, and Bridal Dreams, the new banner we're going to talk about today, goes until the 18th. Eddie, I've been uh, yammering on long enough. How have your summons been going? Uh, I have done summons, yeah. Um, I don't really remember the order or how long it took, but I did get everyone from the Bridal Banner. And I did finally get around to summoning on the CYL Hero Fest banners, using up all my tickets and all. And ended up getting Krom, Marth, and in a weird twist, uh, I got Brave Hector as a four-star boost on the Brave Hector Hero Fest banner. <laughs> so that was a little weird. I got I didn't get a five-star version of him. I got the four-star boosted version of him. So well, can't complain. But he was right? a focus of that banner. Yeah, yeah. I'm complaining. Just no, no, it's no. weird. It is a little odd, and I think uh, that. The odds of that happening uh, are, are somewhat probably low, but you did it. You did it. Um, we're not going to be talking about, I should mention, uh, as of this recording, we have the descriptions for the legendary Hanoka hero, but we we don't have, the banner isn't out yet. Uh, so we'll have our summoning results next episode, uh, if there are any to report. Um uh, but for me, in terms of summoning, I, I did get pretty lucky on the bridal banner. Um, with only 12 summons, I managed to get a four-star Flavia and uh, five-star versions of Anna and Duo Tiki. So I I thought to myself, well, that's pretty lucky. I'm just going to call it there because, like I said, very, 
very lucky. Uh, and I know if I tempt fate to go back and try to get all... Ignoring Siri, torturing her. Well, it's just one of those things. If I go back, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to spend a bunch of orbs just to complete it. And uh, I'm it, ribbing anyway, so... Yeah. Unless you really wanted Siri, it, do- it doesn't matter if you pick- get them or not. I don't know if she is meta-breaking, but we don't really push the meta, so... Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I, I do find... I don't know if you find this as well, but I find with special heroes... If I don't get them at release, it's very rare that I'll get one that I may or may not have been interested in after that. Like I find like whether the odds are lower or it's like an interest level thing for me. But for me, it's just I find it very difficult to get special heroes after they launch. I think it's a me thing. To a good degree, the odds are lower because they're only available at certain times. And... You know, so unless you wait and summon on that same banner again, which often feels like a waste because you got a new batch of heroes to summon on, you know, unless you really, really want that unit, your odds are going to be lower because they're not in the regular pool. Yeah. You know, they're in a limited pool. And even even when you're in, um, even when they're not in that normal pool, they're not in, uh, I don't even know if they're in the revival banners. You know, I don't think they're even in the revival banners. They're only on that one banner until they get put in the, four star boost banners boost list and even then that's still very limited you know Mm -hmm. because it's only on specific banners not even all of the remix banners or repeat banners yeah yeah i think that that's a pretty good summary i feel like uh they definitely are harder to get yeah unless you summon specifically on their revival banner and even then it's once again you're fighting against all four of those heroes on that banner Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, unless there's you know, a spark, I feel like if there's a spark there, uh, I, I just, I, I, but I feel there hasn't been. Yeah, so that would probably well, explain. I'm pretty it. sure most of the, I don't know if the old ones have them, but I'm pretty sure most of the, if you have Fate Pass at the time, oh yeah, most of them have sparks. But the new ones do. Actually, that's uh, here. You know, I don't know. Did I leave the game running? Because like this is. Oh, I did. Perfect. So here, there's a bunch of special hero revival banners. So let's say. I wanted to summon, uh, what's the first one that's going to pop up here? Um, I wanted to summon, yeah, there's no, there's no spark on the, uh, uh, on the reappear. Why am I struggling for the word? The special hero is a revival. There's there's no spark. So like that is also probably enough reason to, if you have RFA pass subscriber to actually, um, summon at the beginning. And, and I, I feel like, yeah, usually if I want a hero, I, I don't say, oh, well, I'll just wait till till they come back. You know, I, I do try to get them at the beginning. Um, so, yeah, if you miss it here, your best chance is if they appear on a legendary or legendary revival banner, because then you have a far more limited pool that they're fighting for. But and you can get a spark there, too. So that that is uh, that's yep. a good point. That's probably your best bet to get them after launch. However, uh, stuff uh, on a side note, um, we do have. Or maybe it's a connected note, because we do have the legendary Hanoka banner that we mentioned. Uh, it was revealed this morning, or last night, this morning, slash this morning, and launches tonight as we record, or about 3 a.m. tomorrow morning uh, for us here on the East Coast. Uh, but other than that, there's not much left on the calendar, as it only has one more week left, uh, or a little over a week, but uh, that it does include a new Heroes banner coming out, out on the 8th. Here in the future, and everything that comes with that. Good stuff. Probably 
if not the same day, I've been here about the next day. Uh, yeah, the ninth is a GHP. Okay. For that banner. Yeah, we'll be covering those new heroes uh, on the next episode. So we'll have about a week uh, with those new folks. Um, looking at uh, speaking of uh, future releases, the next resplendent hero is going to be Sigurd Holy Knight, starting on June 10th for Fey Pass subscribers. You'll be able to add Sigurd in his Hell-inspired armor to your hero's collection. And every, I think since our last time we spoke to a um, Hell-inspired armor, I was saying like, oh, they don't include the the skeleton. And and Eddie, you had pointed out like, well, yeah, none of the resplendent heroes have it. And uh, yeah, I'm seeing here. It's like, yeah, it's so true. It's just, it's got that like glowy, translucent look, but it's not um, like you're not seeing. Uh, Sigurd skeleton here. It's it's just got that look yeah. and feel. I mean, it's a logical thing to a degree. I mean, the seeing the skeleton was a cool thing, but these are pretty much, you know, the actual hell units are pretty much already dead, so there's no need for organs or any of that stuff. Whereas True. these heroes in hell inspired armor are alive. And so you'd have have to have organs and stuff, or if there's no organs, there's a question of what, what happened to their organs. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But. The true questions being asked. Um, no, no, no. You're right. I, I think uh, I think it looks yeah. really cool. The, the bones you were seeing were essentially you you were seeing their skin underneath the armor that was see through. Yes, because they were dead. They well, they were dead, but they were. Except for their, except for their face. Their face was fine. Sort of fine, because Liv has a bit of a weird jaw oh. <laughs> or leaf. Oh yes, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, he's got the the. Is it the mask? I guess it's a mask, and when he takes it like off, it's a skeleton. I can't remember now. I don't remember if we ever see him without the mask, but <clears throat> yeah. But he does have that. Yeah, if it is a mask. mask. Yeah. Um, well, here, we've got more content here. Uh, new Special Heroes Bridal Dreams. Fire Emblem Awakening prepares for bridal season with new heroes joining the Special Heroes wedding theme. Anna, Seiri, Flavia, and Tiki are on the banner with Tiki bring along her younger self from Mystery of the Emblem. For Tempest Trials, Male Robin suits up for the occasion. So uh, uh, an Awakening-inspired uh, banner with a uh, a little bit of a look at the past as well. So very fun stuff. Yep. And starting that off, we have Anna, Secret Charmer. Anna from Awakening returns in a bridal dress for this banner as a green cavalry bow unit. She carries quite a diverse skills, but of note has a new Canto skill attached to her Heartbreaker bow. Uh, and the code name or the you know activation code name for this is Ally2 which uh, essentially, if I'm reading it right, allows her to only use it if there's an ally within two spaces, but it does allow her to move next to them no matter what side of them. So she could end up moving three or four spaces, just ally has to be within two spaces of her. Yeah, so uh, Anna uh, from Awakening, obviously, uh, appearing here, and her forging bonds, or not forging bonds, but Tempest Trials. Still limits this to only two Annas so far. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Um, it's it's interesting that she so she she appears in the Tempest Trials and she's uh, she's continuing what Anna had started. I think maybe like three or four years ago with the wedding banner, like creating like a photo book, or was that the summer banner? Now that I think about it, 
Or maybe the photo books popped up. I can't a lot. remember, but the photo book one, this one, it actually does seem, and I didn't pay full attention to the ending section, but this one definitely feels more like she's doing it, you know, not trying to sell it per se, but she kind of, you know, pushes towards, uh, what's his name? Alphonse. Mm-hmm. You know, Alphonse is suspicious, and she doesn't seem to be trying to sell the actual photos to them that she's making or the paintings she's making. Right. If I recall correctly. In the opening. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, but I mean, like, it's it's nice to have another uh, Anna alt. I think the more Anna alts we can get into the game, because yep. you've got so many options I mean, uh, to choose from. I, I know it would make things more confusing, but I would love to see Anna alts from other games as well. So far, we have uh, Anna from Heroes with two versions and Anna from Awakening with two versions. Oh, Okay, I didn't realize the other Anna was... 40 or 50 different Annas. Okay. Yeah, no, I would love to see, yeah, uh, pulling some Annas from other games so far. I mean, they make reference to, like, I'm trying to remember if it's... a new reference, and I'm pretty sure it showed only four Annas. No, 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 you're right there. I I think you're right there. I just remember the dialogue. I can't remember if she said, like, sisters or sister, but, like, obviously throughout... The, our experience the Annas have always referenced to everyone else, all the other Annas as sisters. Right. Uh, even the new Anna in Engage talks about her sister. Okay. You know, that uh, Veronica may have met her sister. So theoretically, the Annas are an entire a, a family of sisters that travel throughout the different worlds. But hmm. we currently only have four Annas. The uh, you know, base Anna that comes with the game. The New Year's Anna, which is the Heroes version. The Lance Anna, which is Secret Cella, the Awakening version. And this new one, which is also Awakening version. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, also on the banner, we have uh, Seri, Righteous Bride. Seri is the princess of Chonsin, one of the lands uh, of the continent of Valm. Seiri is wearing a unique bride outfit that's inspired by Chonsin's style designs. Seiri is a lance flying hero wielding Chonsin Sprig. Uh, her weapon offers a boost of stats to herself and uh, allies, as well as inflicting a penalty on foes at start of combat. Plus, the foe's first attack is reduced by 40%. So, uh, Sari here, like a character from Awakening that uh, obviously plays a big part, but I, I think that here, like her kit really didn't, you know, inspire me to, like I said, didn't inspire me to go back and, and summon more for her. Um, it is interesting, you know, she's a flying unit. She's not, she's definitely not a flying unit in the game, right? So, because I remember she was a, she was a dagger unit, wasn't she? Or no, 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 no um, sword unit. I'm trying, she was a sword unit, but I'm trying to remember. Because in Awakening, um, characters had uh, classes they could side class into. Hmm. Um, so I don't remember if uh, she was, if a flying unit was one of her side classes or not. Um, class sets. Yeah, I can't, I don't think but I really she, did that. Yeah, she, she initially was just a sword unit. She could side class into Pegasus Knight and Falcon Knights and Dark Flyers. In fact, uh, her other side classes are uh, all flying units: uh, Wyvern Lord, Griffin Rider, Falcon Knight, Dark Flyer. So, hmm. 
and of course, as everyone in Awakening Code Bride, which might be where they're getting her um to a degree getting her outfit here from from her. Because that was a special item that you could transfer characters into. Oh, okay. Interesting. But, yeah, no, the design uh, so, across uh, for her is really cool. So, like, if, if that was an awakening, like, or parts, uh, I guess, inspired by what was uh, her look and awakening for, for the bride unit. So, uh, all right. Well, who do we have next? Uh, next, we have Flavia, the bold bride. Flavia shows up on the bridal banner as the four-star unit and a red sword cavalry unit wielding the bridal blade plus. As the four-star focus, she has no new skills, so her clash skill is only found on Arcane Leaf. Uh, though she only gets up to the Tier 3 version, doesn't seem to get the Tier 4 version like he does for some reason. Uh, but that is pretty much of note because she is, you know, a four-star unit. So, But mm-hmm. still a nice design and outfit. Oh yeah, no, her design is really cool, and uh, all of her, like all of her dialogue, just reminds me of like how cool she was in Awakening. Just like she would say it like it is, and uh, she had this great relationship with the other guy um, of the opposite group of yes. folks. I'm trying to remember his name. His name is escaping me, but she and she even mentions it. Um, <laughs> Why am I? Me- oh wait, no, I can just scroll. Down I can't here. think of his name either. Uh, Basilio, yeah, Basilio, yes. the Westcon of Regna Ferox. So uh, Basilio was. So yeah, like she, uh, she's got like a really cool uh, looking design and uh, feels very close to like what you know, like inspired by what she had in Awakening in terms of her original design and stuff. But her personality just they poured it perfectly over the game. And I mean, they do a really good job of doing that to be honest, but it, her dialogue specifically felt like, wow, they, they literally grabbed her character doc from fire Emblem awakening and said like, okay, make sure this feels like it would fit within that game. And they do a really good job of that across a lot of these characters. But I, I really felt it here. Like this dialogue could have been pulled from like, like a DLC moment in awakening that, that involved going to a bridal festival. <laughs> You know, they did a great job with that. So, uh, yeah. And then um, I have a feeling we'll, we'll we're going to we're going to talk about this one. This is a first for Fire Emblem Heroes seven years in. But we've got uh, Tiki Bridal Reflections. Uh, what an unusual duo this is. It's Tiki and Tiki. One Tiki is an adult and the other is a child. Although they've come from different time periods, they're somehow met at the bridal festival. Tiki and Tiki are colorless dragon harmonized duo hero uh, heroes wielding twin divine stone. Based on Tiki's health during combat, new divinity reduces damage from foe's attacks if HP is over 25%. If her HP is over 40%, the foe cannot make a follow-up attack. Also for good effect, Tiki has savior on her C skill, which is A slash R far save 3 where if a unit uses bow, dagger, magic, or staff and initiates combat against an ally within two spaces of unit, triggers savior on unit. Now for Tiki's harmonized skill, it it, uh, grants resonance shields, neutralizes foes' bonuses during combat, and neutralizes units' penalties during combat to unit and allies from the same titles as unit for one turn, which would be Awakening and Mystery of the Emblem. So... This character is unique because uh, you've got a you've got 
and obviously there are multiple um examples of fire emblem characters that exist across games uh 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 that they could they could meet themselves and we see that in a lot of forging bonds and, and tempest trials as characters meet their younger selves or or selves for another uh time but this one feels different because it's such a large span yes and no um what characters show up across games that you're thinking of well i mean uh the uh not so again like they do like you've got the uh the white wing sisters i mean in in heroes in heroes will have uh, versions and I guess there's a couple in the elite du- duology that might show up in the first one and still show up in the second one, but for the most part, you know, characters are unique to their game. Yeah, you know, because genealogy, while there is the two generations, it's all one game. So any games that happen, in, I guess, guess yeah, genealogy and um, what you call it, uh, what's this Leafs game or? Thracia? Yeah, not, uh, Thracia, yes. Generally, Thracia have characters that cross over. And you can meet, the, you know, they can meet versions of a different game. I mean, you'll have versions of the characters that from before what happened in their game and after what happened in their game. But aside from Diki, there's not many that are in multiple games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is definitely the best, you know, example of that, for sure. Especially since they combined Mystery of the Emblem. And I guess, I guess there's more than I thought, because, you know... Uh, since uh, Valencia is a, a separate game, there's that trilo- trilogy where yeah. a few characters pop up. It's interesting that they've decided, like, okay, let's do let's do Tiki and Tiki, and, and do a duo here. I mean, it feels like this should have happened much sooner, to be honest. All right. Once again, like I said, it's, it's kind of a limited pool of people who have that option. No, but I mean, like, yeah, Tiki and Tiki. Like the fact that these two characters oh, yeah. could be put together as a as a harmonized duo for any banner, whether it was Halloween or or uh, spring or what have you, like uh, it's really cool that they've it's it's cool that they've done it now. But like honestly, the, the, it's taken quite a while for it to happen. To be honest, because they've had these heroes these options for a while. So yes, uh, well, who do we have last year? Robin is the groom of this banner, Robin Keen Groom. The male version of the Avatar of Awakening shows up as the groom unit with this banner as on the Tempest Trial as a red tome cavalry unit. As the Tempest Trial unit, he does not have much mo- much of note, but does seem to specialize in debuffing his foe at the start of combat. He has a decent set of skills that'll do that to them, mm-hmm. and his weapon complements that. And uh, the only male... Uh, unit associated with the banner this time around, but uh, he's got his his cool cape look. Yep, got yeah. his cape. Purple. Uh, he's got his purple color from his original uh, sort of look, and then I think it pulls pulls in some of the darker sort of uh, like the back of his cloak. That he usually has like a purple and black cloak, right? So his secondary, I guess, would you call that a cloak? No, it's like a cape type accessory. It's hard to say, but uh, <laughs> fashion. Yeah, the weird thing on his arm, his extended arm. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? I'm all for more uh, Robin. I think the more Robin we can get into the into the game, the not the better, but cooler, I suppose. I like Robin as a character. I mean, yeah, this is only the twelfth Robin we have in the game. 
Yeah. Well, if you weren't a fan of Robin, then I guess this has been not a great couple weeks <laughs> with with uh, oh, with having the, him appear. The again. sixth version of the male Robin, but the twelfth Robin overall. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, that's where we would normally end it, but we do have one more character to go over, which is legendary uh, hero Hinoka, Thundering Wings. Then, uh, and you know, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Like uh, this descriptor is pulled from the Meet the Heroes um, section, which which kind of gives some really cool details as to like who this Hinoka is. Yeah, and looking it up, uh, I like it. Uh, you found in Game Club. I've never finished Conquest, so I didn't know exactly the details. But reading up on it, it does seem that uh, in the Conquest version of Fates, both Ryoma and Tanukumi die. So this is theoretically a version of Hinoka from the future of Conquest. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I like when they do that, when they pull in um, what-if characters. Not what-if. This isn't... I mean, would this be considered what-if? I guess like it's more a continuation I guess I think they label um, revelations as the true version of fates, but I mean, they've already gone so heavily into uh, alternate, you know, realities or, you know, multiverse that you could argue all of them are true. True. Yeah. Well, um, let's take a look at this, this write up, which uh, gives us a very good, um, uh, official descriptor here, but uh, the Hinoka you see before you today is different from the one you might know already. She came here from a world where history took a different course. As a Hoshiden princess, Hinoka uh, fought against Nor with her siblings, but during the conflict, she lost both her older brother Ryoma and her younger brother Takumi. Hinoka ascended to the Hoshiden throne and appeared before her subjects bearing. Uh, Rajinto and Fujinyumi, the weapons once carried by Ryoma and Takumi. Now she carries on her fallen brother's purpose, as well as the heavy weight of being Hoshido's queen. Legendary Hanoka is a red bow flying hero wielding Fujin Rajin Yumi. Couple of cool notes. Uh, her bow is effective against armor units, as well as the normal effective against flying units. Also, it enables Kanto 1. Her skills offer some support to her team and herself with Rally Cry building, uh, buffing allies within two spaces, while Wings of Mercy allows her to move to allies within three or two spaces, depending on ally health. So some good mobility and effective against um, uh, flying and armor, which is pretty cool for an army unit. I know pre-show we were talking about, like, are there a lot of bows that are effective against uh armor we're we're assuming there is a couple this is i don't think this is brand brand new but it's it's nice to see as a, as an added bonus right yep i was trying to look up see if uh, either uh Rajinto or fujinyumi had armor effectiveness but i mean it's not the first bow that's had armor effectiveness but i don't think it's common yeah but it's nice that it's there yeah yeah, so I mean, as we were saying earlier, I, I really enjoy uh, the fact that they've um, they've done this sort of like continuation of a specific branch. But as you said, based on the description, it kind of like makes this seem like a what if as well. And that being conquest is considered to be a what if, uh, I guess, conquest yep. and birthright, to be honest, because you've got um, Queen Nor was now that's a brave hero. So it gets into some other stuff, but. But Queen of Nor, uh, Camilla, is kind of the opposite to this, right? 
It's more the birthright ending. Yeah, it's the birthright ending. Not opposite. Uh, because well. I looked I looked it up in uh Xander does die in birthright, which puts with Camilla being the second born, puts her as the next in line. So mm-hmm. logically, uh she would be queen in post birthright, just like uh what's her name? Her uh Kanoka would be queen post uh Conquest. Post-conquest. Yes, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. <laughs> you got there. You got there. Yeah, yep. it's uh, it's really cool. And I am uh, I like Hanoka as a character. I think she's really cool. So to get a legendary version is uh, is nice. I know, um, you know, the joke is like, oh, another Fates unit. And it's like, I mean, with three houses out in the wild, like, are we really complaining about a bunch of Fates heroes? <laughs> you know, because we get a lot of three. I think we get more three houses uh these days than we do uh than we do legendary um or sorry uh fates i mean if you're gonna complain the complaint should be leveled at the fact that uh these four games you know three four games still dominate everything uh and games like you know uh genealogy as you mentioned thracia still you know have a lot smaller pool to choose from still yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think that the issue with Thracia and, and genealogy is that it is that Nintendo is, is looking at it and being like, well, it's it's not available worldwide. Like do, they do prioritize games that have been available to all Fire Emblem fans. Right. With the, you know, conceit of heroes, and I'm sure they have the data to back it up. They got to try and pick the games that get the most re- in, interaction. And that is, of course, going to be the heroes that. Or the games that are, you know, worldwide. And the games that they still, I still want them to do, but they refuse to release in, over here in the West are not going to get as much interaction over here. Just diehard Fire Emblem fans like me and you and some of our listeners and Discord members are going to be, you know, chomping at the bit to find, hear more and learn more about those games that get less interaction. But your average person who picked it up because they played Awakening and liked it or played Three Houses, probably Three Houses more and liked it, are going to be wanting more Three Houses because that's what they know. So, Yeah, but I think we can all agree that Engage needs some more love. We've only had one banner since January, so um, yeah. we're due up, I think. Maybe uh, maybe these new heroes coming in about a week will, will be Engage, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. We absolutely do not know. uh, But hey, I'm throwing it out there. And if I'm right, thumbs up. Uh, Speaking of Fire Emblem Engage. uh, Yeah, we're not playing it. Uh, (laughs) We're both very much playing Zelda still. Uh, Our intention is to chat about the DLC. um, And I think we are right now at the point where definitely talking spoilers about the um, Xenolog, the Fel Xenolog. Uh, it's totally cool because it's been it's been long enough. Um, so we'll we will look to schedule that in uh, over the course of the summer. I'd say in the next let's let's throw it out there. Maybe in the next month or so. We'll we'll see. Uh, it's on me. I have to close out Tears of the Kingdom, not finish the game, but like literally just close it because it's the only thing that's been running on my Switch. Uh, but close it out and um, hop back into engage i'm just as bad as intelligent systems i'm giving them a, a hard time about new heroes and here i am not even playing the game so 
you know what? Um, that's on me. But soon, TM, we'll get there. Eddie, uh, that is going to do it for our episode. We'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about the new heroes launching uh, very soon. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great couple weeks, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.